welcome to Don't Worry, You're Enough podcast. I'm Diane Roberts. And I'm Michaela Bennett. Hi, friends. Welcome back. We're so excited. We are so happy you're here joining us for episode four. We can't believe we are almost to episode five (laughs) and six and beyond. Episode four, which is bananas that we've gotten this far. And there's so much more we can get to. So this one to jump right in is when we both thought about this topic, we immediately had 10,000 things that we wanted to talk about. And I think you could come at this from a bunch of different angles. So what we wanted to talk about today was toxic positivity. What is toxic positivity? What do, when you hear that word, what do you think it is? Like, what's your first initial sort of reaction to that? Because I think everyone's is different. Yes, I actually had to look up the definition of it for myself, but just going off my own definition, like we always think of positivity as helpful. And this is kind of positivity that seems helpful, but it's not mm-hmm. kind of a wolf in sheep's clothing, if you will. Yeah, I thought of it as my initial reaction was when when I think of that word, it reminds me of people who project and curate an image that is perfect or perfection. Everything's great. Everything's fine. But then when it comes down to it, they're just dying inside. There's just no emotion or the feelings or hurt or whatever is just buried, buried deep inside. And so that's what I think of when I think of that. And I, I looked up a definition. I know you did too, because I, I was talking to other people too, and just saying, what do you think that is? And what do you think that word is? And I, I got some people kind of going down the perfection route, someone projecting this perfect image, which, which I sort of feel as well but also getting from people, someone had said to me, doing a ton of things for your, like putting other people in front of yourself and neglecting Mm -hmm. yourself. I saw that Mm -hmm. too. So, which I, I wouldn't have thought that at all, but what I have understood this to be is the overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state results in the denial minimalization and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. Absolutely. So I always heard this phrase that if you cannot explain something simply, then you don't understand it. Mm -hmm. And I could not explain what toxic positivity was simply. So I had to look up the definition. So there's so many layers, like you said, too, and everybody kind of has a different idea of what it is. And I think there's truth to all of it. And yeah, it's kind of like you, um, you almost can't pinpoint it because it's so broad. I think what it looks like is encourages people to always be happy and think positive, which isn't a bad thing, but we'll get to why, why that is. You should always look for the good. It looks down on people who have bad days or consecutive bad days, avoids how they truly feel. And they get and sort of projecting, get on with it instead of facing their true feelings. Right. So why I wanted to talk about this specifically for me, this topic is because I remember talking to a couple friends of mine who were struggling end of last year, especially with kids in school, the back and forth between school. Are we having school in person? Are we not having school in person? Um, losing jobs, all these things that was just completely wiping them of energy, enthusiasm, happiness, 
just sort of spiraling into this despair. And then there would be people in social media or in friends groups or whatever that were so over the top positive, sweeping under the rug all of the catastrophic things that happened to all of us in 2020. And I saw that a lot. Did you see that a lot too? I did too. And as you're saying this, the reason I'm thinking that maybe toxic positivity can be viewed in a somewhat beneficial way, especially for things that are so hard, is people want other people to be positive. And I think they want to project some hope to them. And so I think on the surface, it is not a horrible, bad thing. But that was just running through my mind as you were talking about bringing people out of oh my gosh, the kids and shout out to all of the parents from last year that have homeschooled, are doing what they do. God bless. You are amazing. And so just to be like, hey, you can do it. Like it's going to get better. Like it is, but also, I think the but also is where this needs to kind of live a little bit more in a healthier mindset, as opposed to like everything is bright and sunny when it's last year and just life has taught us it's not all the time. Yes, it's the, I think the the key or sort of the gray area or the key point is that being positive and projecting positivity, that's not what we're saying is a bad thing. Of course, we want to be positive. Of course, we want to have joy. That's sort of the point of this podcast is you want to find joy in each day. You want to find joy in situations. So, so that could be contradictory. Like, why are you talking about toxic positivity if you're trying to be positive, Diane? Okay, right. I, get it. <laughs> I get it. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say right. is you are projecting to people out, you know, in your friend groups, or if you have social media, you know, in your social media friends, that everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be fine, but you are avoiding human emotion. You are completely void of empathy. You just are not allowing yourself or others to experience sadness or, or sit in their feelings. And I remember talking to someone about that. There were several people that I knew that were just like, everything's great. Let me promote my product. Let me do this. You know, let me do that. And you guys, I'm not saying we need to suffer and we're in despair, but maybe, maybe we need to react a little bit. I think this is just sort of the cynical part of me. Honestly, (laughs) I was always super suspicious, (laughs) super suspicious of people who are so positive all the time. I always knew that there was something wrong with them and there usually is. So Mm. I guess I'm like, just be honest, be authentic. I think that's the part of it. Yeah. And I think what we are trying to do just in this episode is a, to bring awareness And B, to just shed light on the fact that it's okay to feel both. You can hold joy and sadness in the same hand. Yes. And also just to recognize when things stink, when things suck, when things are bad. Like recognizing it, we can live there for as long as we need to in a healthy way. And then we move on because better is coming. Just to completely push all of the bad stuff into a closet and never look at it again is not very healthy. So I think both of our intentions are just kind of to draw awareness of how it is happening in our lives. If it's happened to us, if we are the people kind of projecting that positivity, and then how can we meet in the middle to still be positive, but also to recognize the negative and to have them live together in the same world while still pushing forward to find the joy that you keep talking about that is so vital to finding in our everyday lives. Yes. 
I mean, it's a huge question. It's like a huge baseline theme of it is what do we do or how do you do it? How do you get yourself out of it? Or all, all those things. I just don't, I don't know what the answer is. I just know that we aren't robots. We are meant to communicate. I mean, we could be in a simulation, but that's a different story. (laughs) story altogether. That's an entirely different podcast. That's a different podcast. Just kidding. So I think the damage that can happen from this toxic positivity is that it covers up or silences the human experience and human emotion. We're meant as humans to feel a full range of emotions. We're meant to feel all of these things and some can deal with them better than others. That's why these feelings exist having empathy is probably the best way to kind of take that. I think when you take the empathy piece away is when it becomes toxic positivity. That's my opinion. I'm not a psychotherapist, obviously, but I'm just, I'm just a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're just projecting is the word. And I've said that probably 10 times already. So it's probably not the right word, but it's, it's when that empathy piece I feel like is missing is because you're not empathizing with people and the struggles that they're going through. You're just sort of minimalizing everything. Yeah. Definitely. I, You're like I in a state of denial. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Almost a fairy tale that is void of the reality that you live in. Because in every fairy tale we see, yeah, it's fine, great, wonderful, but there's also stuff that happens. I think the baseline, no matter how good things are, life is hard. Good things happen to bad people, bad things happen to good people. And just to view everything as positive, in my opinion, is silly. It's helpful if you do it in a healthy way and cruel to the nature of our darker emotions, like you said, of not being able to kind of sit and just kind of understand that losing, you know, losing your job last year sucked until you found a new one. And that was the positivity in it. But we didn't know how long that would be. Same thing with parents who had to homeschool. No one's done that before. And so just sitting in that for however long, you know, an hour, a day a week, you know, just to see, wow, life is really going to change in our household, like with with our jobs. And even just on a basic level, you can't have light without dark. You can't Mm -hmm. have the sun without the moon and you can't have positivity without negativity. You can't like peanut butter and jelly. It's one of those things where they are together. And I think it's a, uh, it maybe not always is a 50, 50, but it's a range of feeling. And so, yeah, it's almost like putting, yes. So I totally agree with that. And you need to have, you, you need to feel the full range of emotions because some of those emotions like anxiety can help you prepare for something. You know, if you didn't have anxiety, you would just sort of be coasting along. And I'm not talking like clinical anxiety or clinical depression. That's a whole nother realm. I'm saying just basic, you know, worrying about things or having anxiety, it helps you prepare for obviously everything we went through in 2020, our economy, all of the things that are kind of going wrong right now. If, if you had, if you're like, everything's going to be fine, everything's going to even itself out, you know, we're all going to go back to normal. No, have some grasp of reality and feel those feelings. And, and it's okay to be sad. There's a lot of people listening to this who have no idea who I am. And personality wise, I am probably outgoing and upbeat, maybe 75 to 80% of the time. So for me to talk about this, I'm sure people, like I said, are thinking, this is the craziest thing you've ever said, Diane, because you are super positive. Well, I, but I also, I also know how to feel my feelings. And I remember being, like I said before, being laid off and 
crying my eyes out. And I'm not like a total crier all the time, but I remember knowing that I would, that it was coming and just giving myself that grace to feel that and just sit in it. And I remember walking and talking to you a lot in that time. And just, Mm -hmm. even though I didn't have all the answers, I still kind of walked through it. And I just thought sort of systematically and didn't spiral into despair, but was still like, I have a right to feel sad right now. Everything was taken away from me. So I love that you have a right to feel sad. Yeah. I think you have a right to feel angry, upset, whatever the situation is. I, this came to me this week as we were prepping for this. Any time that I would audition and not be cast in the role that I wanted, I would grieve, mourn for mm. 24 hours. And then I moved on. Mm-hmm. Happy to still be a part of something, but still felt the feelings of, you know what? Because of factors X, Y, and Z and other things that were beyond my control, it went to someone else and it still hurts. Yeah, because that's the human. Yeah, you went through it. Yes, you feel it and then you move on. That's the key. I think a a huge part of also being an adult and growing up and kind of transitioning from a child to an adult is recognizing your feelings and identifying the trouble spots, identifying, you know, being able to point to the issues that you have or the emotions that you're feeling. Because I think as a kid, we just, it's like, everything's a giant swirl of emotions. There's no sort of rhyme or reason. And then I, once you become an adult, you start to identify, this brings me sadness. This brings me joy. This brings me confusion. And then you try to clean some of that stuff out. You try to face it face to face. This brings me so much anxiety. When I think about this person, or I think about this situation, it brings me these feelings that toxic positivity doesn't give you the opportunity to face those feelings and grow and kind of learn from it and and move on. And even maybe when you have those feelings that you could help someone else from that. That's sort of the point of why we were having these conversations too, is if you're going through something and then I may have gone through it, if I'm just like, well, Michaela, you're going through that situation. So it's fine. You'll, you'll, you'll get through it. That's not helpful at all. Think about people who are, you know, like stage four cancer. They don't want you to tell them, everyone's telling them everything's going to be fine. Everything's not going to be fine. They're already dealing with those emotions. Just be there for them. That's right. all they're asking for. They don't need your <laughs> sunshine and rainbows. They're processing a lot right now. When you are this toxic positivity, it will lead to isolation when what is important is connection. Some of the things that I wanted to talk about, the helpful positivity, what is like, we're saying it's a gray area, but what's the helpful part. And some things that I wrote down was validating good and bad emotions, Mm -hmm. saying things like I'm here for you, no matter what encouraging and sharing of the good and bad. I remember recently I went on a walk and there was a couple of us and we sat in a circle. So we did our walk and then we sat in a circle and literally sat in the circle and said, tell us what your problem is. What are you dealing with right now? It was literally our little therapy session. It was hilarious. And we were like, let us help you. And let's 
sort of deal with the good and the bad with what's going on right now. And everyone sort of shared what they were going through. I mean, this was a, only four of us. So it was <laughs> not all of my walks or therapy sessions, but they very well could be. So, but I remembered thinking that, you know, this is such a good way for friends to just talk. Don't be afraid to reach out to your friends and be like, I'm really struggling right now. And I don't think a lot of people say that. Yeah, um, definitely. I'm having a really hard time right now. And I don't think enough people say that. Maybe because they don't feel comfortable saying that to their friends and family. I'm having a really hard time. I know I haven't. Don't know that I've said that lately, but there have been times where I've had a really hard time. The other thing I had was understanding that not every experience is a good one. Yeah, that's so true. How do you think toxic positivity plays into social media and how can we have helpful positivity while we're scrolling through social media, where we see people's lives and we're just coming out of a pandemic, we're heading into the summer, but we still scroll and we still see people that seem to have it all together, even though. How does toxic positivity play into social media? I mean, social media is toxic positivity. Like that is the definition of social media. It's not healthy. It's not something that we need to have in our lives. Um, it's not, it's too comparative. And even if you had it all together, if you tell me that you don't look at some things and wish you had some of the things that this person had or wish you, I'd, I'd love to chat with you because I, I think you're lying to yourself. <laughs> Instagram specifically does that to us because it's images and images are very ingrained in our mind. They can stick with you for years and years and years, especially for businesses where social media is ideal, you don't see all the negative things. You don't see all of the bad things about that, especially a lot of, I think they, they're called like content creators, social media mm -hmm. content, where all they do is they create videos, they create content yeah. for social media. They don't have it all together. If once you identify that, maybe just get off of social media. Taking a break is so vital yes. for the health of you as a general human being. I gave up social media for Lent this year. I'm not Catholic. I didn't necessarily have to. Did it for 40 days and I would do it for 40 more. It's just so good to get out. So it's one of those things where I understand that I like it in the sense of there's a lot of people that I've been friends with for a long time from different areas of life that I like looking at their life because I don't have any other way into it. But mm -hmm. then just to kind of see the same people posting the same things, kind of for attention. Because honestly, coming out from last year, we couldn't get any attention from anywhere. It was all social aspects and life sure. was kind of sucked out. So completely understand. But I think that's also a cry for help sometimes too, of what you had said, the human connection. We want people to like us. We want people to like our posts. We want to kind of put positivity into the world with what we're posting. And I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. No. But when it comes to not recognizing and feeling the things going on in life, like I get upset every time I see something and I'm not in it, you know, I don't have to be invited to everything. Um, and it's hard because social media, I feel like can be used in such, such a good way. But with that comes the abuse of it which you mentioned. And I think just how to have helpful positivity is just to recognize and have a balance and a moderation and a perspective of the good and the bad mm -hmm. and bounce. And as you said, bounce ideas or just even talk to friends. Even if you're nervous, just try to find someone or think of someone that you trust 
and that you know wouldn't not welcome a conversation like this because as you said we need people to talk to it may be having to break down those walls of i want everyone to think everything's okay that's all well and good but you're still hurting at the end of the day want to open up that communication to let your voice be heard to yeah just get get some help just have someone listen i think that's the most vital thing and you had said something to me earlier this week where you said it's okay to be sad it's okay to feel your feelings and have bad days because that's part of the human experience, but it doesn't make you a failure. And I think that was the key thing that I like identifying pain and loss and grief does not make you weak and it doesn't make you a failure. It makes you a human. And that may be where a lot of this is coming from for those people is they feel if they show you a different side of them, that they, that they're failing. We're all failing. If we're going to gather anything from this, there's all aspects of our life that we're failing at. We don't have it all together. If you find that you are this person, you're listening to us and you're going, man, I think this is me. It's not a bad thing to be positive. I want to make sure that that gets across real life. There's sadness. There's darkness. Like you said, with all of this, there's just too much out there that you can't just be all sunshine and rainbows. I would say the most helpful thing when I think about this, like I said, is just validate the good and bad emotions and it's okay to not be okay. Yes. (laughs) And we're here for you. If you you feel like no one understands or you can't share, I always want to make sure that people that are friends of mine or even people who aren't friends of mine, like feel free to come to me. I want you to have someone to come to that you feel comfortable. I'm not here to solve all your problems, but maybe you just need someone to talk to. Yeah. I think we all do. It's a lot. Don't even know if this even touches the the tip of the iceberg for this topic, but it's something that we can always come back to as something arises or friends have questions, they reach out to us. They want to continue this conversation. We'll continue the conversation. Yeah. I'd be interested to know if you're listening to this and this spark something in you, or you say, I don't agree with you. I would love for you to not agree with me. That would be great because I would love to discuss it. Um, We're not here to pat our own backs. We want to help people. We want to make sure that you're not suffering. Like we said, in other ones, you're not suffering in silence. The best part of what you could do with social media is just get off of it. (laughs) Take a break, especially if you feel exhausted. Embrace that rest. Embrace the rest as much as you can. I know people have taken off months from social media and came back and then they're like, I don't really need this anymore. I don't really need to to look at what you're making for dinner. (laughs) So just, just that those sort of final thoughts is it's okay to feel your feelings. It's okay to have good and bad days. And we're not, even if you are a seemingly positive person and you're listening to this and you feel like we're attacking, we're not attacking you. We don't want to come off as that. We need positivity in the world. We need people that are hope-filled and joy-filled. And you always want to be around a positive person. When you're positive, you want that same energy. When you're feeling, your feelings are just kind of not feeling 100%, you love positive people. We love the people who are positive. We love the people who can spin a negative situation into a good one. And so for anyone that is a positive person that sees the glass half full, we celebrate you. and we love you. And then for those that sometimes look at the glass half empty, we love you too. And it's okay. So we just want to just even spark the conversation with your friends, your family, 
reach out to us if there's anything else that you would like to hear about this, discuss like Diane said, and just to kind of recognize what it is and if you are contributing. I know I am sometimes of, I will always kind of come back with a positive answer just to kind of get them out of that negative rut. But also I can say, you know what, that's okay. And that hurts and I'm here for you. And that's yeah, what and it sucks. Say. Yeah. I think, I think the best thing you can hear from someone else is what you're going through right now. It sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. That that's, that's the worst. Yeah. And I think just being validated in that sense of saying what you're experiencing is pretty crappy right now. And not trying to fix it. I think if you could just be there for your friends and, and be there for your family that, that are going through that as much as you can, I think that's where you can kind of improve upon making it a little bit joyful each day yeah. without being insincere. So, right. So I think that wraps it up. We covered a guys. lot. And like so we much. said, if there's anything else that we missed or you want to shout at us or give us a high five, we'll t- gladly take them. We'll take it all. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming back, tuning in. We will see you next time. Thank you for joining us. Make sure to check out our website at don'tworryyourenough.com, which links to our social media and our podcast.